I'm Anthony Padilla, and I spent today with Jack Septicai to uncover the truth about how he went from growing up in an Irish town of just 600 people to becoming one of the top most subscribed channels of all time. He'll address how falling into the darkest times of his life while publicly at the top of his career had him questioning his purpose and his reason for existing at all. And he'll address how the power of shifting his mindset caused him to rethink everything. Hello, Shy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. Now, so when some people look at you, they might see someone with 28.7 million subscribers, uh -huh. 15.5 billion with a B views. Yeah, don't get it twisted. <laughs> a coffee god who owns his own coffee company. Oh, can that be the title? The I'd... coffee god? You give Mark like YouTube king. I'm like, I'll take anything I can get. The god of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Co-founder of a clothing company. Someone who's raised millions for charity. Mm -hmm. Shall I keep going? Please don't. <laughs> I'm wildly uncomfortable right now. <laughs> Do you think that your approach to life and challenges has allowed you to accomplish so much? I think it's empathized me. I think I've always been someone who's been able to like see things from other people's perspectives really easily. Being in Ireland and being in like my little bubble and then you go online and suddenly there's people of all different types of races and ethnicities and beliefs and sexual orientations and it was suddenly like, whoa, my problems don't mean anything. And having like no aspirations or goals when I was young and then suddenly having like the doors thrown open and being like, here's a massive playground for you that you can kind of get into. and trying to figure out that challenge and what I was going to do with my life and figure myself out all kind of like led me in different paths. Because all the struggles that you face are the reason that you're here in some way. I'd like to think so, yeah. I feel like people in general just need struggle. They need friction in their life. Like all the way back in the caveman days when it's like us versus nature kind of stuff. And just having something to kind of like work towards all the time is good for people, like goals. Because you, you kind of get aimless and a bit bored and then you get sad, at least I do. <laughs> it's almost an innate human need to overcome struggle. Constantly. Yeah, because I think that's how we kind of like benchmark our progress. Every three or four years, you kind of like learn something new and overcome something and morph into a different person. And it's either you either double down on the things that are like a struggle for you, or you try and like learn from them and break the cycles and move on in a different path. I also feel like technology has forced us to live in the past mm. more because we're constantly being shown images of what we used to look like, what yeah. we used to do, and then we're reflecting on how much we've changed and how much we will change. Like, we're <laughs> never really in the present because we're always reflecting on the past or thinking about the future. Yeah, and it's so weird as well, because if you do YouTube like we do, I have like daily versions of myself that people can just go back and watch yeah. the chronological order of my life. But it's still weird to have people go back and be like, what you said back then, like six years ago, you said you would never do this. And now I'm like doing it. I had green hair a while back. I like <laughs> An Irishman with green hair? <laughs> I know. What was I doing? Still trying to figure things out. Oh. People love your green hair phase. I think it was a very sweet time in my life where everything was just going great and everything was like, candy and roses all the time. Before you were weathered. Before I was a cynical veteran, <laughs> jaded by the industry and the life that I have accrued. So difficult to be me. Was your approach to facing challenges always positive? No, not at all. I think my way of dealing with stuff years ago was to just like batten down the hatches and not think about it. You know, like every guy from the 90s <laughs> growing up in that era and that generation. You mean like, being taught to have no emotion? Yeah. I'm supposed to be macho and cool and not talk about my feelings. I don't have feelings. <laughs> I'm just pure logic. I'm happy with the person I am now. Mm -hmm. So I think I look back on it more positively now, but I, there was a time when I would not want to deal with those things and mm -hmm. not search for answers to anything. Do you think that you developed your core personality in your childhood? 
I think a lot of like my childishness is kind of still present when I do YouTube videos. I went to a therapist for a while and was talking about like what it is to be in this life. And I was like, yeah. I want to kill the boy to become the man. And she was like, well, why would you, why would you kill the boy? Like you can be both, like let the boy out to play whenever you want. And that was kind of like a huge moment for me where I'm like, I can still be silly and serious at the same time. It's fascinating to like still have that version of myself still kind of be present. That's why whenever I was, anyone's like, are you the same in person as you are in your videos? I'm like, well, no, because it's like different versions of me. It's not like I put it on for the videos or anything. It's just that's way more fun than me sitting around watching a TV show. I'm not going to be like, Oh my God, <laughs> did you see that? That was incredible. Yeah, thank you for doing an impression of a, a current audience member. I feel like I was never stressed as a kid. And now it's like everything that has to happen. I'm like, oh God, I need to be here at this time. And then I have a call and it's like, mm -hmm. all these things could be really fun if I just yeah. switched my perspective of them. I feel like most of us are super nostalgic for our childhood. And we think that it's because it was the time period, but we are fully capable of getting to that point if we just could relinquish some of the stress that we have attached yeah. to every single thing that we do. Oh, do you want me to really blow your minds? Yes, please. Oh. Everybody who's like, I miss the old Anthony or the old Sean. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't. You miss how you felt back when you were watching those videos at that time, because you were probably in school and you probably just came home from school and just watched videos all day and had a great time. But now you're growing up and now you have responsibilities and now you're in college and you have a job mm -hmm. and you, you're probably stressed out a lot but you think it's the change in the channel? It probably was a lot of me as well. I'm not putting all the blame on you, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you are fully to blame. I grew up in like a really small town of 600 people. It's just so tiny, like everyone knows everyone. It was like pre-internet and pre-phones and everything. Obviously phones existed, I'm not from like the 1900s. <laughs> Being the youngest in five siblings meant that I was always like trying to crack jokes and trying to be as loud a voice as I could to match them. I think that that kind of informed where I am now, the kind of like comedy aspect of it, but then my dad had like quit drinking when I was younger and he had retired by the time I was like 10 years old and he like quit smoking and everything cold turkey and I didn't realize how big an accomplishment that was until like now. My oldest brother Malcolm, he went through like alcoholism as well. Learning all of that stuff and growing up with it and kind of like seeing what it can do and taught me a lot when I was a kid and I was always kind of like scared that that addiction was in me somewhere. Yeah. As hard as it was on them, they taught me a lot of lessons without realizing they were like teaching me things as they were going. So I think even through the negatives, there was something positive to learn from it. And you mentioned that you inherited some things from your father. I think a lot of my anxieties come from him because he was a very like, stern man where he wouldn't ask for help. It would be like he would get sick from something and have to go to the hospital and then a doctor would realize something else about him and then maybe give him medication for it to try it out. But he would never seek out help for the things he had because he would just suffer silently with it. Health anxiety was something I was diagnosed with earlier this year, which I've always kind of known because I've had asthma as a kid. And I'm the type of person who sits around and I'm like, oh man, I feel a little weird. Like I have a bit of a headache. That's a tumor, isn't it? Uh, it's growing in my head. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what my dad was going through all the time. And then like now since his passing, I keep thinking back like were you happy that's kind of like my legacy for him to be like okay i can't live with as many regrets if i have health issues i gotta seek them out i gotta figure myself out i gotta be more active i gotta be more aware learn more about myself to kind of like break those cycles and not perpetuate the same things again did you get along well in school and you know I can't go without thanking our sponsor, Surfshark VPN, which of course is an app and browser extension that lets you virtually place your computer or your phone anywhere in the world and allows you to access the internet as if you were there instead. But why would you want that? Allow me to paint the picture for you. Let's say you're like me and you're 
Kind of low-key in love with Sean's beautiful, buttery, smooth accent. So you open up Netflix to indulge in the Irish rom-com leap year, but it isn't streaming in your country. Now you can see Surfshark to change your location to Canada, where it is available, and you can now feast your ears on more English that doesn't quite sound like English than your heart could ever handle. And not to mention, Surfshark also adds an extra layer of security when you're online by encrypting all of your information sent between your device and the internet, helping to keep all of your passwords and your data safe on an unlimited number of devices with just one account. They offer a 30-day money-back guarantee, so the only risk is that you like it a little too much and you realize you can't live without it. And if you want me to hook you up, look no further because I got code ANTHONY for you to get 83% off in three months for free. So visit surfshark.deals Anthony, or if you just scan the QR code on the screen to go support them, support us, and surf the web safely from anywhere. Now back to the world of Jacksepticeye. Did you get along well in school? My grades and stuff were never amazing. I was the guy who like fluked my way through it, where I would study like the night before and then get like a high grade, but it's only because I have a really good memory. I was pretty well liked by most people, except some people who thought I was a douchebag and I was arrogant and cocky. I think charisma and arrogance are like such close shades mm. towards one, one another. So it's up to your perspective how you perceive that. Because yeah. I, I crack jokes all the time and kind of like get inside the moment a lot. And as I've done many times in this, interview, which I'm doing right now. Fourth wall break. Having like ADHD and not realizing I had it, but feeling really stupid and dumb all the time. I'm like, man, why can other people just like pick this stuff up instantly and like do their homework and everything? And I was, I was very bad about doing my homework. And sometimes it would be that you'd need to tear down the other people. Right. For like doing their homework and being like, oh God, you're such a like goody two shoes. Yeah. And, and like so it's a way to shame people for doing uh, what they're supposed to do in school. Yeah. It's like, how dare you be better than me? Irish people are very good at tearing someone else down. Some people would be like, man, look at that guy with his man on the hill, someday I'll be up there. And Irish people are like, who does he think he is? Better than the rest of us up in his mansion. That feeling of comparing yourself to others and feeling stupid in school never quite went away. God, no. Even to this day, it affects me all the time. I mean, especially doing a job like this where you can factually compare yourself to other people all yeah. the time. There's a number yeah. stating if someone is better than or worse than in terms of success. Yeah. Being in this space is very hard, especially when Things are going like really well for a while and then they level off and then they might go down and then you never know if it's gonna go back up. Sometimes the algorithm changes and like, woo, I'm the best thing in the world. And then the next day, no, everyone hates you and you suck. I started exploring my passion in college and then failed and then explored something completely different. I did sound engineering for two years. I wanted to be in a studio. I wanted to learn how music was made, like music theory, which I was awful at. What is a theory? What is the music theory? Exactly. A theory is something you have to prove. Can't prove music. I did that for like two years and then had the same problem again where feeling dumb, not keeping up with everyone else. So I left that course and then drifted for a while. I started dating someone from Korea that I met online. And then I thought, okay, I'll go teach English in Korea. So I need a Bachelor of Arts to do that. So I'll go study hotel management. And it turns out it's hard to run a hotel. But it was during that period I started doing YouTube videos as kind of like a release as well. Mm. Super depressed and had no friends or anything and got really anxious. And I would just kind of like wallow away in games all day and mm -hmm. like YouTube, searching stuff up on a guy called Level Cap Gaming. And then I went to his channel and like really felt at home in the comments. Then one video he did like a vlog, somebody asked him if he was doing YouTube full time. And he was like, yeah, YouTube pays me and I do this as my job. And I was like, what? And I was like, you get paid not only to do YouTube, but to play games? That's sick. And I was like, I'll never be able to do that. But I was like, I'll try it out. So I started doing it myself and people started watching and that 
was kind of like my wake up moment to be like, oh, this is my calling. This mm. is what I'm good at. My sort of like spontaneous personality and my quick wit and everything fit so naturally into that. And then I could figure out sound design in it. I could do all these other things that I wanted to do already. And it just really clicked. And you said that it kind of helped you get over some of your insecurities. What were the insecurities that you had at the time that you got over? Oh man, if you go back and watch some of my first videos, listen to that accent. Yeah. Hello, all you beautiful people out there. Yeah. Hello, all you beautiful people out there. Were you there. doing a gravelly voice? Yeah, everything I was doing was like, whoa, let's go over here kind of voice. Cause I was like, I want it to sound cooler and more like intense and like deep in my voice. Cause I was like, a, a light-voiced Irish guy. Yeah. Also, I just hated how I sounded. It's that classic, like, you hear yourself in a tape recorder, yeah. and then it's like, oh, is that how I sound? Right. It's like, you, yes, you absolutely sound like that, but everyone hears you like that, and you're the only one freaking out about it. So I would hear myself in my recordings, and then after a while, I'm like, it doesn't sound that bad, like, it's fine. So I think having that channel and having that motivation to keep working really helped me gain confidence in myself to, okay, now I finally have something that I'm good at, something that people care about. There was no time for like being insecure. So in a sense, it helped you embrace all your unique qualities. Yeah, I think that's the was the breaking moment for me where I was like kind of being somebody else with that voice and that accent and then realizing that I wasn't really going anywhere. And I was like, if it's not going anywhere and I'm already putting on a sort of persona early on, why would I keep doing that when I could just be myself Mm -hmm. and then it might still go nowhere. But the possibility of if it is going to go somewhere, I'd rather be myself than someone else. And that's when I started to lean into the more Irish stuff and the top of the morning kicked in. And top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. Top of the morning to you ladies, my name is Jack Sipton, welcome back to Happy Wheel. And I was like, what's the most stereotypical Irish thing I can think of? My accent has shifted quite a bit since yeah. I started. I'm way more American sounding than I used to be. Wait, what was your accent like before? Hurting a load of cats. Hurting a load. Yeah, hurting hurt cats. I don't even know what I sounded like back then anymore. Then I say, I say then instead of den. Oh, you used to say den? Yeah, this, that, that, this that, and the other. This, that, and the other back then. Was that good? No. Damn it. That sounded more like I was from Wisconsin or something. Yeah. So as you started being more and more yourself, your videos started getting more and more popular. Yeah, I mean, there was other factors like the PewDiePie shout out and things mm. like that that were like a huge motivator where if the guy who's at the top of the platform looks at your videos and says that I think he's doing a good thing, then that did more for me than the mm. numbers did. Because I was like, okay, this is it. I need to change what I'm doing, have way more fun with this, really hit the ground running, get way more consistent with it. And that was where the sort of like two videos every day, same time every day kicked off. And that's two videos every single day, not just five days a week. Yeah, that was seven days a week for five and a half years. <laughs> Holy shit. How many hours were you putting into yourself at that time? Oh, all day, every day. That would be wake up in the morning, get the first video done ready for like 5 p.m., record a video, then get the next video done for 8 p.m., mm -hmm. and then record something else, then edit both of those, and then go to bed, and then wake up and just repeat the whole thing again. I say if you're in it and it's kicking off and you really enjoy doing it, let your whole being go into it and give over yourself to it. But don't let that happen for like five and a half years. I think it was like 14 hours a day on content. So easily 80, 85, 90 hours a week. Yeah, something like that. It was insane. But you were growing so fast, like your numbers skyrocketed. It was like blowing up, it went from like, 30k to like a million in like nine months and i think by the end of next the year after i was at nine million 
That's which, insane. Which back then was completely unheard of. And nowadays it's like you have people getting like 2 million subs a month. But for me, it was like 500K every month and it was consistent for like yeah. three, four years. Like 2015, 2016, huge gaming boom. Everything changed to mm -hmm. watch time dependent. Gaming just slotted so perfectly into that. The 2017 era, after that, that was when I really started to get like insecure again. And I started to get really contemplative about what I was doing. And I was already kind of like, well, I'm doing this for so long. Like, what else can I do? Like the five, six year hump started to kick in. From the outside though, you were on top of the world. Yeah. And that was coming off my biggest year. And I think that that's why it was probably the worst year of my life. Cause then what goes up has to come down eventually. And you start comparing yourself to yourself and being like, man, I'm not what I used to be. Was it just numbers dropping? Yeah. And like, obviously that stuff can never sustain forever. It's always going to change eventually. But that was the first time I ever had to deal with that sort of like plateau and stuff not gaining. And if you're not gaining, you're losing in this industry. So coming out of that year and trying to like figure out what I wanted to do with myself and how do I deal with that? It got in my head a lot. Have you ever talked about how dark that year of 2017 really got? I have a video on my channel of being like the worst year of my life or something like that, which sounds clickbait as fuck, yeah. but was legitimately true. And I, at the end of that year, I, I spent like Christmas alone and I was just sitting around being like, man, I'm so miserable. And then I had like this, moment where I was just like, man, would it be better off if I wasn't here? Would I be better off if I just killed myself? But for me, it was just a lot of self-worth issues and a lot of like confidence and self-value and just feeling like the biggest piece of shit ever that I fail at everything I'm doing. I'm not happy with where I am in life. I have no motivation to get out of this or go any further. I don't know what to do with my channel, how to fix it. Should I quit? Should I leave? Does that make me a bigger failure? Like asking people for help was the biggest change for me. It took me a long time to realize, okay, I can be happy as Sean outside of Jacksepticeye. And that again was like another massive teaching point for myself that made it easier to come back to working because I realized that if this ever went away, I could be happy without it. It was in those moments like, like learning about philosophy and stuff and realizing that since the dawn of man and consciousness, we've been trying to figure this shit out. So I got really into like, like stoicism and Buddhism for mm -hmm. a while. And the, the big Buddhist one that I saw like a, a TED talk about it was that they were talking about like inner peace and how it attaches to your self-worth and if it's an external factor versus an internal factor. And I realized my, my happiness was very dependent on external factors like YouTube videos and numbers and my audience. Whereas if I'm left internally on my own without that, I have no happiness. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to figure out how to be happy on my own when nothing else influences it outside of my own brain. And then when I found that, it was much easier to or like found that. Like yeah. I've, I've figured out inner peace, guys. Pack it in. We got the enlightened one sitting in the room right now, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. Shine a light on me. Thank the you. The enlightened jacksepticeye. eye. Yeah. Eat it, everyone else. <laughs> Seeing life as a journey to never have yourself figured out, but to constantly work on yourself. I think that is what makes living life day to day feel fulfilling because you can constantly be working on yourself. Yeah. You can have that to strive to be better. People are always trying to like figure things out, but it's like you never get there. When you figure one thing out, something else pops up and then you figure that out, you go back here or you, something else pops up. There's always, like you said, something to work on. The pursuit of happiness is just that. It's a pursuit. It's not, there's no goal. There's no end post for that. It's constantly moving. Were you dealing with anger? Yeah, I think 
that anxiety coming with like feeling like you're not good enough for something else and then somebody else does something that is incredible and then you get angry at yourself for not figuring it out sooner or like why am I not as good as them and then it's tempting to say it's not that cool this thing that yeah doing. it's not that cool I could have done that I just yeah. didn't think about it it's like such a toxic way of thinking because then you don't have to deal with anything else it's easy yeah. to like be standoffish about everything right because then you keep the world at arm's length and nothing can make you vulnerable I mean it's the same with like toxic positivity yeah which I realized in like the last few years is such a thing. The positivity sometimes makes me feel anxious. Like I would do the littlest things and people would build it up into this massive thing. Like, good for you, you did it. So proud of you. And I'm like, I need a little more like toughness because it's not healthy. It's almost dehumanizing to feel like you're seen as a perfect God all yeah. the time. So I'm like, I just want to live in this middle zone where it's like, I can do bad, I can do good. We can drift in and out of it. We don't have to be locked into either of these. Mm -hmm. And we can just be a human and live our life. <laughs> all you can do is take the things from your past and do better. Exactly. And I, I try to like, be a bit more honest about that side of things. The human experience is fucking hard. Mm -hmm. We're going through it all the time. It sucks. Mm -hmm. Consciousness is a burden sometimes. And we're social creatures and we should all be working together to try and figure this stuff out instead of like belittling one another. I've started to reflect on that judging other people based on things that they've said in the past, if they're doing something different now. And I feel like it's only natural for humans to say what they think is the best in the moment grow, evolve, and be completely open to saying something different or acting differently than they said. With technology so freely showing us things that we said in the past, ways that we used to be, mindsets that we used to have, it's mm. almost like we feel guilty in a sense for moving past, for, for evolving, because then you feel like a hypocrite. Oh, I said I would never do this. I said I would never be this kind yep. of person, but here I am doing this thing. But it's natural for humans to grow constantly, but now we're being forced to see things that we've said in the past and feel like we need to remain that way forever. Yep, because <laughs> it, it also means that if you grow past it, it means that everything you did before that is a lie, mm -hmm. or you've betrayed it, or I was wasting my time, or everything was fake before that because now I've changed, which is obviously not true. But sometimes going up against negativity means that you're going in the right direction. You're pushing back against something that needs to be pushed back on. What has been your most bizarre fan experience? And you know I cannot and will not go without thanking BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Therapy has helped reframe my view of the world and myself by allowing me to feel empathy for my younger self and therefore understand who I am today better. But therapy can be customized whatever is right for you and can be useful in helping with motivation or feelings of depression, anxiety, stress, insecurity, or whatever else you might need. BetterHelp screens all their therapists to ensure that they have experience and that they're certified and licensed and provides customized therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone or speak over the phone if that's not something that you're comfortable with. As you may have found out by now, therapy can be expensive and the price of finding a therapist that you like and that you connect with can be overwhelming, which is why BetterHelp offers a more affordable alternative to in-person therapy where you can start communicating with your therapist in less than 48 hours. So thank you to BetterHelp for giving us spent a day with viewers and listeners of the Uncensored Podcast 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Padilla. That's betterhelp.com slash Padilla. Now, back to the world of Jacksepticeye. What has been your most bizarre fan experience? Thankfully, 99.9% .9 of them have been absolutely lovely. And people just come up and they want to share their life experience with you and like reflect the lessons they've learned from you back to you. And it's so heartwarming and so endearing. Every now and then you'll get somebody who's less than favorable, who's built you up into something 
that's not a person, but a caricature. I had it when I split with my ex. There was a lot of like upheaval in the community with people who had like a very specific set standard for what they thought you were. And I was doing a meet and greet and everyone's so nice and so lovely. And then somebody came up that I had met before the year before and they were like, take a picture, telling stories and everything. And then they were like, can I ask you a question? And I was like, sure. And they like leaned in real close, put their hand on my chest and like slowly like went down and then whispered in my ear, I wish you stayed single longer. Normally I'd be like so accommodating to everybody and really not want to upset the boat or anything. And that was the first time when I like didn't look them in the eye and I would just went, thanks. And they like walked off. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I ever like didn't buckle under or was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, what do you mean? And like tried right. to find common ground. I was like, just bye. I don't, I, right. that's so uncomfortable. I don't care. It is tempting to want to make every single fan, every single person who has allowed you to have the career that you have feel comfortable in every situation. And it's it's hard to realize that sometimes they don't deserve to say the things that they're saying to you. My worst fear of myself was that I was going to be someone that would grow into having an ego. What I did was instead I made myself think that I had to be the opposite. I felt like I had to be the most humble person in the world, even if it was hurting me. Oh, yeah. Are you a mirror right now? Because you're reflecting myself back on top of me. It was. <laughs> No, you're far better looking. Oh, shut the fuck up. It's the exact same way. You feel like you have to like go completely in the opposite direction and be way too accommodating for everything. That's just giving over your self-worth to other people. Like nobody should have control over you at that sort of level. And I used to think that my goal was to make sure that I had no ego. So in doing that, I also never allowed myself to feel good about the things that I was doing. Yeah, I have that all the time. You do a cool thing and then everyone else is like, it's so amazing. I'm like, could have been better. And I just, it just makes me uncomfortable. To, to just, feel like you did well? Yeah, because I'm like, if it's good, I'll put it out and then the audience will react to it. That'll be the validation I need because if it's good, it'll speak for itself. Is it actually cool if I talk about something I've been working on real quick for just a quick second? I can't say exactly what it is yet, but I just, I feel like I can't hold it in anymore. I'm so excited for you guys to see what I've been working on. Do you want to see? Just a quick, just a little preview. The first big hint that I'll give you is that I went through every single one of these swatches for who knows what this thing may be for. And this, how dare, keep your eyes on your own secret project. And that's all I can legally let you see yet. Anyway. What I think elevates you to legendary. Oh God, elevates. here we go. <laughs> what I think elevates you to the realm of YouTube legend is you are constantly striving to grow, to look that fear that you have in the face and just go for it and see if you can accomplish it. There's just something so alluring about seeing someone who isn't afraid to face their fears. Well, thank you. <laughs> it is very nice to hear because it's that validating thing being like, okay, I'm still here. I'm still like doing the things I wanted to do the way I wanted to do them. And I haven't really drifted from like my core values from the very beginning. My one thing that I'll give myself credit for is like leveling the playing field in a conversation. I'm very good at conversing with anybody because I'll always figure out the common ground and like find the jokes that like figure both of us out and be like, okay, this is the zone we live in. And then bringing everyone to like a more comfortable level where they feel like they can open up more and chat more. I think that that's, what I've been best at is just having that sort of like honest, open, sincere vibe. I just want people to be happy. I just mm -hmm. want to like empathize with people and be nice and have people like have a good time and not judge anybody too harshly. And mm -hmm. it's like, I, I don't know who I am, so 
like we're all like in it together. Woo, that was deep. Yeah, this is fucking therapy. <laughs> anyway, how's your sex life? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Three to five times a day, you know. With yourself doesn't count. Oh shit. Oh, well. I disagree. I guess it could count. I yeah. disagree. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Live your truth, King. Any upcoming fun projects that you want to hint? Uh, I think I'll do the world's first live stream colonoscopy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But this, this like narrative stuff and like Iris and building worlds and like directing and acting is always something that I've always kind of been fascinated by. And I get a little bit of that with my YouTube videos, but I've always wanted to do bigger things all the time. And mm -hmm. this Iris thing was like the biggest one I've done production-wise so far and had like a whole team and I got to be director, writer, actor in it. Any uh, details that you want to hint? You know, bleep this out, right? Yeah, bleep it. We'll bleep it out. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. People don't know that, and people have been theorizing for a while, but <laughs> you better you better bleep that, otherwise I've like ruined my whole story. Okay. Pinky promise. Okay. It's bleeped. It's it's locked in. It's locked. In fact, he won't, he won't let me go. Yeah. He won't let me go. You swear, you, right? You, you, I, Pinky swear! Okay. Where is it that you find the motivation to do these charitable events? I think just being someone who grew up with very little and then like struggling so much and then finding myself and then getting very lucky with YouTube and having a massive voice on the internet, it's just that feeling of wanting to give back anyway. But then I would do things like Make-A-Wish. I would go to PAX and there would be like three Make-A-Wish kids mm. who wanted to meet me. And that's just such a massive eye-opening experience to be like, you could have met anyone and you picked me. First of all, that was a silly decision. Wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think just seeing the different walks of life and seeing the struggles of so many different types of people and hearing so many different types of stories and realizing how much good you can do, rallying your whole community around something good and giving kind of like a, a sense of hope back to people in a way. And I always keep saying that like, like people inherently want to do a good thing. You just kind of like have to steer them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So if I can like build that ship and kind of like guide them, towards that, then why not? It's it's fun to do. I spent a day with Jack Jacksepticeye, and one thing that really sits with me is how he realized his entire sense of happiness was tethered to the outside world, external factors that he had no control over, which makes me wonder how much of the outside world I've linked my happiness to. How much more content would I be if my internal sense of happiness radiated brighter than anything I could receive from the outside? Thank you. This is really fun. I had a great time. Uh, before we cut, is there anything that you want removed from the video? Uh, you. The editors see it. Okay, yeah. Can it be uh, all about me? Here, Michael, give you a, a base shot without me in it. <laughs> give us a nice plate. <laughs> Good to meet you, man. Yeah, it's just me talking to myself.